Welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show with Landon Witt. You're about to learn hyper-local market knowledge happening right now in the Oklahoma City real estate market. This is your fresh weekly report on housing conditions in Oklahoma City that will enable you to make smarter investment decisions and gain insight on local trends. Plan your next move in real estate with this fast, vital market news to aid your next real estate adventure. Landon is a genuine, self-made top realtor in Oklahoma City with millions of dollars in real estate closed every year and hundreds of satisfied clients. He's top rated by sites like Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, and Homes.com. He's actually been there and done it. He's a successful investor, property manager, and residential broker who's worked with clients from all over the globe to help achieve their real estate goals. This program will help you gain the much sought after hyper-local information that's vital to making real estate decisions. Whether you live right here in the city or across the country, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Here is your host, Landon Witt, with this week's Daily Market Update. All right, we're kicking off episode two of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. On today's show, we have Kevin Boraman from Seattle, Washington, coming to talk to us about winning multiple offers without having the highest offer. Exciting show, good tips. All right, we're going right into it. Uh, license number 174290, brokered under Metro First Realty. Wanted to share with you guys today the market stats for the week of the 28th in Oklahoma City. This stretches for the last seven days as of publication today. Top home under 500K is MLS listing 820483. That's 1628 Northwest 15th Street. You can find the link for this in the bio at the bottom. This one has uh, an incredible remodel in the Plaza District, okay? This has got your blue cabinets that are so popular right now. This thing is starting to come out where I think Omega Investments, one of our uh, investors in town, started doing this a while back and really brought it to the area, and now blue cabinets are in. So check out the picture on that one. Full renovation, top to bottom, and I think it's on for three something in the 300, 370, uh, don't quote me on that price range, but fantastic, that's 1628 Northwest 15th. The top home under 200K this week, came on the market at 199 that's MLS 820388. The address is 2501 Northwest 28th Street. This one I picked because it has a buffet style seating. Buffet style, let me tell you, like at a restaurant, you go to a restaurant and you've got the buffet style seating. I've seen three of these come on the market this year. And one of them I sold and the other one, some other agent sold for in like three days. Okay. There's this concept of the med, you know, the millennial folks, which is, you know, me included, love this idea that you come home if you're at your house you have this kind of restaurant style atmosphere in your kitchen that's an exciting thing so check it out 2501 northwest 28th look at that uh kitchen area where you have the dining room table kind of set up as a buffet or a restaurant style uh seating 
Um, total home sales, uh, this is within 10 miles of Oklahoma City uh, Center. Uh, 165 homes sold, uh, closed escrow last week, uh, last seven days, compared to the week before at 150. Uh, that's up by an, an additional 15 homes. Again, as we get closer to the end of the month, we're going to get more. So next week, uh, I expect us to exceed probably the 200, uh, 185, somewhere in there, uh, approaching 200. Uh, average days on market. So if you're not sold yet or you're thinking of selling and you're wondering, the average days on market for the Oklahoma City market last week. Again, this is from uh, on the market to pending. So this is in real time. Uh, is 36 uh, days on the market average compared to last week's 34. I think uh, as we start again getting to the end of the month, sometimes you see some fluctuations there. But again, we're right in that 34 to 36 day on market average time for Oklahoma City. Uh, that includes those crazy ones that stay on the market for a year because they're priced incorrectly or just not marketed correctly at all. Um, Top paint exterior sold in the last seven days in Oklahoma City uh, is, again, you guessed it, natural brick. Folks, if you're going to paint the Tudor-style homes, you're going to paint the 1940s uh, you know, or the 1930 bungalow, uh, be careful. The natural brick is still selling like hotcakes. People love that natural stuff. So unless you absolutely have to paint the house or it's something that you really like and you're okay with it, um, don't paint it. Don't paint it. And if your house is already painted and you want to get that brick, you can uh, contact a contractor about sandblasting that off. We see that happen. Um, the top paint interior is again back to that gray okay we're still in that gray that's really popular keeping with that uh currently as far as um uh, foreclosure we've got 1270 properties still in okc in some stage of foreclosure again that doesn't mean 1270 properties are currently on the market as foreclosures it just means that either they're late on their payment or they're wrapping up that foreclosure process which in some way sometimes can take up to two years two or three years for a bank to wrap up those so a lot get caught in that. Uh, the percentage of vacant homes is 12.36, which is right at the same as last week. No change there. Unemployment rate has stayed steady at 3.7, same as last week. Uh, household income, 43,798, holding steady as last week. Again, a reminder on the sheriff's sale date, which is the live auction for homes that have been foreclosed on with the assistance of the sheriff's department. Public auction is Thursday, May 31st at 2 o'clock at the Oklahoma City uh, Courthouse. On the news portion of this show, Amazon, 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 Amazon officials this week have confirmed those plans to open its first fulfillment center in Oklahoma, uh, planning to create more than 1,500 now. They're releasing 15, that's 500 more jobs than last week's release. I don't know what they just figured out. Maybe they need more. I don't know how that happens, but 1,500 full-time jobs by the end of 2019. The facility is expected to be more than 2.5 million square feet and will be located near the Will Roger Airport on the east side of the property between 59th and 104th Street. 
Amazon's facility is perfect for the airport's Lariat Landing, a large commercial development area created on the airport to attract companies like Amazon. All right, again, if you have anything you want to hear on the show, if you got feedback from me, you guys have been excellent giving feedback. I really do appreciate that. We're going to start adding the links to these, the homes under 500, the homes under 200. You see those links there. That'll be helpful for you. I'm also going to add some more market data information that's very specific for some folks as we come in. But if you've got anything that you want to hear on the show, again, you can you can email me at landon at premieragentokc.com. All right, without delay. I want to bring on our guest on the show today, Kevin Boroman from Seattle. He is a member of Realty One Group. Uh, there, I'm telling you, the market in Seattle is ridiculous. Every single time I hear about what's happening there, it just blows my mind. So much competition, so little inventory. We have 10, 15, 20 different offers on homes that come on the market. And Kevin has come up with a system to navigate through and win these multiple offers and still get the get a great price for you as a buyer. So let's listen in. Uh, Kevin, come on the show. Yeah, Landon, uh, thanks for having me. Um, I Yeah, I mean, I'm over in Seattle, Washington. And as you probably know, um, and with a lot of markets, it's very competitive. Uh, it's a very competitive market where a lot of people are moving here. There's a lot of jobs. And a lot of people are um, a little demotivated because they feel like they can't buy a house because they feel like they have to spend $100,000 over asking price just to get it. And uh, like you just said, it's just not true. Um, and kind of what we're looking at is, you know, I wrote this Beat Multiple Offers guide kind of as a psychological format just to understand, you know, what a seller is looking for in an offer. Um, you know, the biggest thing is, and I'm sure you've dealt with this too, is when you're listing a house, sometimes you'll just get offers from agents and you've never talked to them before. Like you just get an offer in an email and you're like, well, who, who's this guy? Sure. I have no clue this guy is. And right off the bat, there's a little bit of mistrust because there is no rapport that was built. You just have an offer in front of you. You know, There's probably a pre-approval attached, but you haven't talked to them to see you know, if they communicate well. Um, you haven't really vetted them properly. So you have to go through the process of finding that out. And, um, you know, that's just the number one mistake I feel like agents make just right off the bat. They just don't even talk to the listing agent. And we as buyer's agents, we have the fiduciary duty, I feel, to first find out what the seller wants in an offer, what the winning offer looks like. So, you know, you're with your buyers, you're with people that, you know, they really want to buy a house. And I think the ultimate thing is, Let's just say they love the house, right? Um, well, you go into the house. The first thing you should do is call the listing agent. What is the seller looking for? What does the winning offer look like? Why is the seller selling their home? You know, is it an emotional thing? Did someone just pass away? Is there a divorce? Um, you got to find out what the emotional attachment is to the house first. So then you can actually craft the offer that tugs at certain strings um, that a lot of offers wouldn't tug at. Um, mm -hmm. That's why it really doesn't come down to the offer price at the end of the day, you know, we just won $30,000 under the other asking price. The agent literally told us it's because we communicated better. And I had the lender actually call the agent to make them feel like, Hey, you can be confident in our buyer. A lot of agents, they don't even have their lender call the listing agent. 
Um, so, you know, and you've listed homes before, so you know this. It's whenever I have a buyer's agent that is constantly communicating with me, the lender called me, all this stuff, I feel like that offer is a lot stronger. Even though, you know, two offers on paper are really strong. If one has a lender that calls me, the agent's really cool, I really like them, I feel like that offer is going to close much, much easier, much smoother um, than the other one that maybe the agent didn't call me. Maybe he just sent an offer in an email and I don't know anything else. Um, so there's a lot of intangibles other than just writing an offer. So you bring up a good concept of, of the lender being involved. Uh, part, of, part of what you talk about in, in your book here is uh, the lender um, even doing crazy things like reimbursing the earnest money deposit if it, if it doesn't, uh, you know, if the deal doesn't close, the, the, are on time, the yeah. lender's got skin in the game to say, if I don't close this deal on time and it's my fault, I'm going to pay the seller yeah. this earnest <laughs> money deposit. I mean, that blows my mind. Um, so I guess if you are listening to this show and you are a mortgage lender, you need to check yep. out this uh, document and see what's going on on the West Coast here, how lenders are getting involved in these transactions and making the difference. I do feel like if you've got a lender that's on your side, it's almost just as good, if not better than cash sometimes, because you have somebody totally. that's saying, these people are pre-qualified, they're pre-vetted, they've done all this work already, they're, they're already this far into the game, they've already demonstrated reliability. So that's, that's fantastic. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so more on that then. So you talk mm -hmm. very specific about details in here, and I think that's something that a lot of us miss as agents. Uh, when we're presenting the offer, you talk about writing a brief summary of the offer in an email prior to sending yep. that. Uh, talk a little bit about just organizing it to where it's just an easy, acceptable offer. Yes. So just summarizing the offer, I mean, again, you and me as both listing agents being on the other side, we get 10, 15 offers sometimes. It just depends on the house and how you price it. And if we can look at your offer as the buyer's agent and be like, wow, this is summarized perfect. I opened the email. I don't even need to open the offer. I see number one, here's the purchase price. Here's the escalation. Here's the earnest money. Here's the down payment amount. Here's the financing. Um, what type of financing they're using? Is it cash? Is it financing? Um, contingencies, are they waived? What is waived? Um, so then I can go through that and then it reinforces the fact that, hey, look, this agent is really thorough. You know, it's not that they just communicated well just on the first day, on the first conversation. It's every single action that you take is very thorough and strategic. They know that, look, if it's beginning this way, it's most likely to close this way as well. So that's what you're really communicating to the seller is when you're doing all these things right, um, even if your offer is ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 lower, they might be taking yours because they're like, you know what? This agent is 10 times better. I'd rather have a sure thing rather than $15,000 more. That is probably not a sure thing because all I have is an offer and an email and that's all I have. I don't have any communication. I have no clue who these people are. And uh, yeah, that's our job as a buyer's agent is to... Um, is just to do that right. We have to execute every single step. Excellent. Um, uh, so in this yeah. market, right, we usually deal with, you know, when we get a busy uh, offer base, we might get at max seven or 10 offers. In yeah. Seattle, it sounds like you're getting 
a lot more than that when you're dealing with an offer. Uh, a multiple yeah. offer situation, you might see what? What would you say? Um, I'd say average is probably around the same. I mean, you know, it, it, our market's starting to shift a little bit. I mean, you can get five to 10 offers on a house. Now, granted, I've also been in situations where I've dealt with 70 offers on the table. Wow. You know, I've, de I've wow. dealt with 30, 40, 50 offers easy. And it's just so hard to win. There was, an ish there was actually a, um, a home for sale in Clyde Hill and there were 70 offers on the table. The house was listed at $998,000, it's a high-end area. The house sold for 1.5. Wow, wow. So one of my, yeah, so one of my, <laughs> one of my clients, they bid 300,000 over and we thought it was a sure thing, communication was on point. And the, you know, that guide, the Beat Multiple Offers guide, it even tells you, you can do everything right and sometimes you'll just flat out lose. And you know what? Sometimes it's okay to lose. If someone bid that much higher than you, um, you know that house would have not appraised for that much. That was just a cash offer um, that didn't have to go through a bank appraisal. Um, you know, those are situations where it's okay to walk away. You know, mm -hmm. and that's where that's where I kind of talk about where you can't be too emotionally attached to the purchase of the home, where you have to be like, you know what, we're okay to walk away from this house right now. You know? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> such a good point. I know some of our listeners. Um, you, you know, you may be a first time home buyer or, you know, you may have gone through a similar experience where you really fell in love with the home and you kind of had your emotions, you know, already invested in the home. You'd already kind of picked out the blinds. You've already kind of uh, visualized your family spending the day in that home or the evenings together in that home. And we, we want to be cautious during these early phases of the offer process that we reserve yeah. our emotions during that process for sure. Um, you mentioned something earlier called an escalation clause. Now, our team yeah. here in Oklahoma City has closed 42 transactions just in the 12, uh, last 12 months alone, and I haven't seen that once in this market. Um, really? I, I think that's a unique proposition that I, like I said, I've not used before. I've not even recommended wow. that before because I didn't even know it existed, to be honest. So bring up that concept to the Oklahoma City market here of what is an escalation clause and how do we use it in a multiple offer situation? <laughs> Man, it's really funny you say that because there's there have been other agents in other states where they've said the same thing. They don't know what that is. So that's crazy. I think because when the market gets really hot and yours will get even hotter, I'm sure, it's just this is what an escalation clause is. Basically, you put an offer on a house. Let's just say it's listed and your market is $299, a pretty like solid average price, maybe over there, $299. That's so let's just average, say two hundred yeah. yeah, so let's just say two hundred and ninety-nine thousand dollar, you know, beautiful, you know, two two level house. You put an offer on it at two ninety-nine. When you add an escalation clause to your offer, what it's saying is we're willing to pay up to this price. So let's just say you're willing to pay up to three fifty. You also set a value of which you're built, uh, willing to beat another offer by. So what that means is, let's just say your name is Joe. You put an offer up to 350, and Sally puts an offer um, at 320. But you said that you're willing to beat any offer by 5,000. That means your offer would sit at 325. So it's a way and of you'd effectively placing your, your offer. highest now. 
the highest yeah. it's a way of placing your highest offer without placing your highest offer uh, for you ebayers exactly. out there it's like a proxy bid right where you can say here's what yeah, i'll go up for, to and, and it for your, bids for uh, you exactly and for your listeners listening to this they might be thinking hey well okay i want to place an offer that i will go fifty thousand dollars above what i'm willing to pay but what if there is no proof like what if they're lying well they can't lie so with an escalation clause the seller has to prove the existence of another offer you cannot be lied to so you're going to be given that offer that you're beating mm. as a good faith and obviously you know you need the proof and then you're willing to beat it by let's just say five thousand now here's the thing That's with an so escalation cool. clause yeah, it's a really cool thing. Um, we we need it in this market because there's just so many offers. It and you gets actually tricky. have to put in there escalating clause, maximum, blah blah blah, and the other yeah. offers must be presented at time yes. of acceptance. Exactly. So yeah. it, whatever whatever offer that you're beating, I mean, sometimes you'll have like ten escalation clauses on the table of offers. So you have to pick the highest escalator. But the thing is. Again, as a selling agent, as a listing agent, you got to pick the one that's also the best offer. Some some offers will escalate really high, but here's the thing. So if you have a cash offer that you're beating, let's just say that cash offers 320 and you're only willing to beat them by 5000, so now you're at 325 mm -hmm. and you're financing. You know as a listing agent, you'd still take the 320 cash offer. Yes, it's 5000 lower, but it's a sure thing and it's going to close in maybe 10-15 days. Sure, so if you're sure. financing and your listeners listening to this, if you guys are financing a home, you want to make sure that you're willing to beat any other offer by a higher incremental value. The higher that you can beat it by incentivizes the seller to take your offer over a cash buyer because cash is king. You can finance and be pretty close to cash if you're pre-underwritten. I'm sure you tell your buyers this is, you know, getting getting all your paperwork in, making sure the loan officer has everything in place so then they can confidently tell the seller, hey, my buyer's really good. Mm -hmm. And that's almost as good as cash. It still needs to be processed. But you still want to incentivize the seller to take your offer over cash. And the only way to do that, I believe, and the only way I've been able to do it is by making sure that my incremental value of which I'm willing to beat another offer is by at least five to ten thousand dollars in our market i've sent incremental values to twenty five thousand just mm -hmm. to make sure that you know because i'm thinking as a listing agent i'm not going to take one thousand dollars higher for a financing deal i'd rather take the cash i'd tell my seller to take the cash a thousand dollars extra for that risk i don't think is incentive incentive enough per sure. se sure you know Wow, those are those are incredible points. Um, if you're listening, uh, you can check this out at beatmultipleoffers.com, beatmultipleoffers.com, that uh, you can actually register on there if you're in the Washington area listening to this. Um, as you see, this is an agent that has really thought out this game. Uh, it, it was mentioned at the start that this is quite a value proposition that he's come up with on strategies, uh, real strategies to help you in, in what could be the most emotional uh, decision of your life. Uh, this is logical backing to help you through that process. So I like these tools. Kevin, you've done an incredible job getting this together. Again, beatmultipleoffers.com is where you can where you can get into this. Um, also, um, is there a, there's a website for you and your team? Is that right? Yeah. So I'm I'm a solo agent. Um, 
I, I actually have multiple websites, but I run my primary area is the Bothell area, Bothell, Washington. So I own a website called BothellHomes.com. But I also um, I do anywhere on the east side of Seattle, the greater Seattle area. Um, so, yeah. Yep. So strategy is incredible there. Well, Kevin, I really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Uh, it's glad, glad to have you on here. Awesome, man. Thanks so much, Landon. Appreciate it. All right. This concludes episode two of The Real Estate Show here in Oklahoma City. If you've got any questions, please feel free to email Landon at premieragentokc.com. You can download the latest episode, play it in your car. We'll be producing an episode every Wednesday. Thanks for listening in. I appreciate everything that you do. Happy house hunting, happy investing, no matter where you are. Thank you for tuning in.